Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast, a rise by lifting others, Michelle Dunk. Michelle is a visionary, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, author, and certified transformation and success coach. She is the president and founder of In Between Girls, a unique mentoring and scholarship program. Michelle is also the CEO of the Visionary Mentoring Group, which has a mission to bring personal and professional visions to life. Michelle is a wife and a mom to two beautiful daughters and is most at peace in nature. We are so excited to learn more about Michelle, but first we have some catching up to do. We do. So, yeah. Amy, you yes. are zoning in yes, on your uh, competition. Do they call it a competition? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, a week from Saturday, this Saturday. Yay! So, yes. Yeah, I'm ready. I lifted really well this weekend. So I so know. Ready. I've been following the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Put a lot of work in this, yeah. this training cycle, so. If anybody's curious to see what she's talking about, go to at coach underscore broccoli, yep. right? Yep. On Instagram, and you can see, like, incredible videos of her doing her things. It's awesome to see. Yeah. For sure. You're one talented woman, man. <laughs> I you can are. see the weight, your the... skin and your eyes. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Your nutrition is so dialed yes. in that you can just literally see it. Yeah. It's funny. My cheekbones come out. <laughs> they do. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> or I was a little angry earlier. You know, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> My 13-year-old. It's fine. She has a 7th grader, people. Yes. And we know Pray how that goes. Um, and him. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. I'm, I'm ready. I'm more mentally prepared than I've ever been. So mm. I've really... Um, and that comes with practice in the sport, too. Um, this sport is extremely mental. I've I've been on the big stage before, so that part I'm, I know what to feel. I can kind of mimic that as I get heavier. So I try to get my heart right up. I try to feel... The lights, I try to imagine, you know, the stress in the back room and then I go out and I perform. So that, that day it's, it's done, it's ready, it's whatever's on the bar, I'm going to lift. You're going to so, lift it up. That's yeah. awesome. You're yep. going to do amazing. I'm so, so excited. excited. I wish I could go. I really do. It's fun too because it's the Arnold, so, you know, <laughs> might bump into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. oh that's right. Yeah, he, he usually does. Yeah, yeah, he really does. And get to see some of the strongman stuff, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So a lot of my stuff is kind of repetitive because of the the book is still um, uh, coming out on April 29th, Women Who Rise. And then my website in about a week or two should be finalized. And I am currently working on a 14-day self-love program that will be coming out. And then I also am currently working on an ebook. So I've got a few different things coming, but I promise you guys stuff will start flowing and Getting out there soon. I feel like it's just like process. Everything is, you know. It's all coming together. It is. It is. It's all coming together. Very, very excited. Mm. Whenever we are launching programs or writing in a book or anything, it's such, it's like a labor. It's almost like childbirth. I was just going to say, there's a season. You're in the season of creating. Yeah. There'll be a season yes. of launching and executing, but be patient. I am. Oh, I am. I am definitely patient. At first, in the beginning, I was like, "All right, come on, come on." Right. But there is so many little things that I just I want it to. I just want it to be nice and flowly, and I've sat back, and it's just it's falling together so nicely. I'm so excited. Yeah. Thank you. Really Thank it's you. Really exciting. All right, for me, um, I am working on a course called Love Your Gut. Um, so I'm also a little bit in creation mode with that. And our beautiful guest, Michelle, has a mastermind going on that I am in. And <laughs> she's <laughs> <Me> laughing. <too. laughs> Amy is in it as well. Um, 
And it's been peeling back some layers for me of oh, beliefs. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the deep work of self. And I think I've said this before, but I thought, you know, I would hit like 40 years old and I would just be so smart and so together and I would <laughs> arrive, you know, and I would, I, at that point it would be good. And, you know, so I did a lot of personal work. And I'm realizing I have a lot more personal yeah. work to do. <laughs> However, I'm embracing it. I think it's I think it's incredible that there's always like another level, another step to go mm -hmm. to. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of in personal work and creation mode currently right now. Myself. Awesome. It's beautiful though. <laughs> yeah. It is. I think we're always like it's so important for us to always just keep evolving and learning and digging within ourselves. And it's crazy when you're just like, wow, I'm just learning this about myself. Like oh, yeah. I love it. I mean, yeah, in this past 2020, yeah. so much has shown up for me that I'm like, wow. Appreciating some of the qualities that as a younger person you kind of didn't appreciate. And now you realize, well, wait, no, that's what's actually made me successful. And I think yes. appreciating who you are. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's so easy. I, I'm around a lot of 20-year-olds and there's a lot of pressure on them to do a lot. And I remember my 20s and Oof. I just want to be like, you, you don't mm -hmm. have to have it all figured out. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be yes. okay. And you're going to be okay and you can yeah. change directions. Yes. Can, oh, yeah. And you're yeah. probably going to. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think you're going to go this way and it's going, yeah. I think for me, too, I always was really good at recognizing the strong things about me. Right. Um, and so recognizing maybe the things that <laughs> aren't so strong that I thought were kind of normal coping mechanisms um, and kind of just seeing them for what they are. So when you dig into your, into your stuff, it's interesting mm -hmm. what comes up. Yeah. My poor husband, <laughs> we were walking on the boardwalk this week and I think I talked for 25 minutes straight, you know, and I didn't come up for air and he's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it opened up a conversation with him yeah. where he kind of started talking about certain things in his life and, it was interesting, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we're all, even though sometimes the men don't seem like they're on that journey, oh, right? Yeah. They're a little yeah. bit more inside about it. And I'm mm -hmm. so outside about everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting to open up the conversation. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. So it's really cool. That could yeah. be its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we We've already said, talked yeah, about that. Yeah. We're worried because mine might take over. Um, <laughs> I think mine would too. Oh, Come right. on now, Mr. Mark Broccoli, the mayor, loves yes. his Oh my gosh. Awesome. Who knows what they'd say. Yeah. I think they all love the attention my husband loves attention so yes. yeah. yeah yeah we don't have shy guys yeah for sure <laughs> no nope all, all right. right so today as I so mentioned previously we have with us Michelle Dunk um I feel very honored to have her on our podcast with us um Michelle is someone who we were kind of traveling in a couple of the same circles recently and I then realized that she was an author in the Inspired Impact book series uh, which book were you in Women who, women who <laughs> inspire. I'm like, women it's who been a inspire. while. Women who inspire. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. People are like, what? And I'm like, women who. Well, they all start with I. Yeah. You know, except so for then guys. in my head, yeah. I start to panic. I'm like, wait, wait, wait what, which one am I? <laughs> yeah. And then I did read Michelle's chapter. Um, and then, you know, do you have Instagram friends? Right? I have Instagram friends. And they're people that post things. And you're just like, yes. Oh my gosh, yes, I love that. So we started kind of sending each other little messages. And when she um, opened up the um, mastermind, well, what was previous to the mastermind? Yeah. Manifesting Magic Bootcamp. And I loved your approach. I loved that you spoke very confidently about God and higher power. Um, and so I knew I kind of needed your mentoring mm. in my life. And mm -hmm. so we would really love to learn more about you today. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys know that her nephew is Mike's other business partner? 
No. Isn't that crazy? With okay. his um air, his uh drone business. So your business partner, yes. Mike, his other business partner. Yes. It's my nephew. Yeah. Wow. It's my god baby and he is just one of the lights of my life. So yeah, Aww. that's yeah. Isn't See, that crazy how so it yeah. that is, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So we really want to learn, oh, there's a lot to learn about you yeah. for sure. Um, involved in many things like Amy touched on the in-between girls, um, which is your nonprofit, yes. right? Yes. And then visionary mentoring group in the way. I mean, I just remember seeing pictures on Instagram too of you on a yacht with ladies and hats. And I was like, get me there. Yeah. Like you do all kinds of things yes. to help women grow and to kind of pour into them and have them, you know, do what I'm doing right now yeah. with the introspection. Yes. So, so we'd like to learn how that all began for you. Oh my gosh. Well, we would have to be here for about a week to know all of that. Because like you said, it is very multifaceted, right? The very many, many layers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you the cliff note version if I can very quickly. But um, We can always have a chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. time. My, um, my story is that I started out in a, a very picture-perfect world. I grew up with a family that... My mom and dad uh, grew up around the corner from each other, were high school sweethearts, married, totally in love, like embarrassing in love, you know, and very close family. When I got older and I got married, we all lived within a half mile of each other, and I worked my way up the corporate ladder. I did every, I checked all the boxes. I did everything that everyone expected me to do that I thought was the quote-unquote path to success. I was very interested in pleasing other people. That was my M.O. Who could I please? How could I make them proud? How could I feel accepted? And that's how I got my drive in life. It was never, I never was in touch with what I actually wanted to do, although I knew it in the back of my mind. I was always in touch with what I could do to make other people happy. I do love making people happy, and I think that's a human quality that we all have, but I was not making myself happy. And then in 2001, my life was turned upside down. Um, As you guys know, 9-11 happened. I got married, which was the highlight, but in a few months later, my entire family was in a a severe car accident. Um, My nephew was only five years old at the time. His brother was four, and the other one was one. My sister, my hus- her husband, and my mom were all in the accident, and uh, um, we lost my mom six weeks later, and she was the glue that held our family together. My sister and her family were in shambles for a very long time afterwards. And um, at 26 years old, the last words I spoke to my mom when she was awake and conscious was, I'll never be okay without you. Mm. And if you guys want to hear a testament <laughs> of how the laws of the universe work, And how powerful your mindset and what you speak out into the world is. I created a world that showed me I would not be okay with them. Yeah. Um, And I didn't realize it at the time. But at 26 years old, again, my father, who his whole world was my mom, kind of was falling apart. He was jello. My sister, who stayed home with her kids and her husband was out of work and he was in a hospital bed for over a year. Um you know, how to take care of our family. My other sister was starting a second business with her husband and had a toddler. So I was the one that was available to make a lot of the decisions in the hospital. And I was trying to move her to another hospital because of things that happened. And um, the last day, the day she took her last breath, the other hospital called and said, we have her bed. And I had to tell them that she passed away. And I just latched onto this belief 
that if I could have done this quicker, she would still be here. So I blamed mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so the reason I t- share that story with, with you is I then created a life of massive chronic anxiety, panic attacks, depression. I feared life. I feared what could go wrong. I'm such an optimist now, and I think people that would not know that story would have a hard time believing that about me. But I absolutely walked through the world looking for what could go wrong. Yes. The rug was pulled out from under you. Yeah. Yeah. My mm-hmm. lights were turned off. Yes. The way that I knew life completely did not exist anymore. And it shook me to the core because at that time, if you guys think about 9-11, the mm. whole world felt that vibration. Yeah. Oh, yes. We all felt unsafe. Yeah. We all felt scared. Very much so. What could go wrong. And then in my own personal circle, it was gone. It was completely gone. So it was a very difficult time for me. My um, way to recovery was having children. Um, My daughters and my husband were the sole reason that I'm doing what I'm doing today. Um, You know, people ask, like, how did you get into coaching and all of that? Coaching is a byproduct of doing my dream job, which is being a mother and a wife. And so many people I know would not be really excited to share that. This is, that's interesting. You yeah. That. Right? I, I just heard something the other day about why are women, if you say your main goal is to be an excellent mother and a good wife, why is there that little connotation yeah. of, you know, disappointment or looking a little down on it? Right. And I, well, I would say it like this. I left a corporate job where I had my identity tied up with it to become a mother, which was my dream job, my goal. And I did have this period of time where who am I without that paycheck? And now I have all of these people judging me like, what do you do all day? I don't know. Mm. I'm raising human beings. <laughs> I think it's pretty important, but because there's not a paycheck attached to yes. that, people do view it differently. So I had, but but they they saved my life. They truly saved my life. So the question that I took an hour-long way to get to was, there was a moment in my life, and I talk about it, um, uh, I believe on my website a little bit, and if you follow me or have done any work with me, you've heard this story, but I was, uh, the day I had my last panic attack, my girls were on the floor. They were very small at the time, and they were building blocks. You know, remember the little mm-hmm. blocks making castles. And I had a lot of autoimmune issues, a lot of pain manifested through my anxiety, and a lot of things going on. Trauma. Yes. And um, there was this pain that went down my back, down my leg. All, my leg went completely numb. And I start, it triggered a panic attack. And I had this thought that was, I can't do this anymore. And it wasn't like... I can't do this anymore. I need to figure this out. It was the darkest thought I ever had. Like, I can't do life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I looked down mm-hmm. and my daughter was holding up a block and it had a heart on it. And I had one of those, I call it a spiritual tap on the shoulder, but because they're not words, I didn't hear words, but I felt words, if this makes sense. That said, well, first of all, I acknowledge that I am grieving and having anxiety because I lost my mom. I could never walk away from these children and let them feel that. But I had this feeling in me that said, if you are this obsessed with fear and what could go wrong and what ifs, could you be this obsessed with joy? And I just made like 
a split decision looking at my daughter holding up this block that that's my mission. I'm unavailable for anything that does not bring me joy. And I became what I call a joy seeker. It doesn't mean that my life just all of a sudden changed. Mm -hmm. It was extremely difficult to pull myself out of such a dark place. But when you have that in your soul, that I am unavailable to make my home anywhere that doesn't feel joyful, you freaking claw your way out. And that's what I did. And from there, I could not help but share what I was learning. So that's how it all began. It began in a dark place. Yes. And it ends up in a very beautiful, very beautiful place. So. All right. So I think that, you know, hearing that place that you came from of just that moment of, that's an interesting question. If you can be so obsessed with being fearful and afraid, can you be so obsessed with joy mm. and all of that? Mm-hmm. And looking at yeah. these two little people who need you. Mm-hmm. And, and not, like, it will make you that much of a better coach. Although going through the storm sucked. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. now you can actually say, look, I did both. Well, listen, you guys work with me. You know I have a way that is absolutely soothing and loving and energetic, but I have zero tolerance for <laughs> This is true. For yeah. excuses, meaning I understand what your potential is, and I refuse to see you in any other light. Right. Because I understand you always have a choice, and I had a choice in that. What I know and what I own is that being in anxiety and being in depression and waiting for the other shoe to drop Mm. was a choice. Would anyone blame me looking at the circumstances? And you guys, I touched on a very minimum part there. There There's a lot that went on besides that at that moment. It was just one of those storms where God got in there and stirred it up and said, hey, listen, this is going to suck for a while, but I promise you you're going to come out the other side a better person. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't see that at the moment. You're like, why? (laughs) What else can you throw at me? And there it comes. And I now own that I created that. Yeah, such a beautiful thing. I take ownership for that. And that's the part that I was talking about. Those words to my mom were so impactful because you speak your world into existence. And a lot of people don't acknowledge that or know that or believe that. And unless you live it and see it, I don't know that you can teach it. So oh, I agree yeah. with you. It's Very yeah, true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, looking back, it probably was, you know, those are the favors that God gives us. That absolutely. aren't the ones that we necessarily ask right. for. Right. But, yeah. That it. How did that manifest then into you wanting to actually work with other people? Well, I had this conversation this morning, actually. I was having coffee with Crystal, and it came up that um, I was a closet metaphysics and personal development nerd for a very long time. So I grew up in a household where my dad meditated and taught me that, and we did a lot of service work. And that was odd for, you know, growing up in the the 80s, right, Mm -hmm. 90s. It's very well received now, but it was different then. So I had the benefit of understanding a lot of this very early on. A lot of my teachers, the Wayne Dyers and stuff, I learned from my dad. I read all these books. A Course in Miracles was something that I had. Um, so I was kind of like put in a position where that was the way my brain was wired. But I knew that my friends didn't talk about that, do those things, read those books. So I kept it to myself. And... 
I've been, I'm a recovering perfectionist, by the way. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I certainly wasn't going to let them know, oh, yes, I'm having anxiety attacks every single day and I can't leave my house. And that's something I kept to myself, which is odd because you can't get help keeping it to yes. yourself. Right. Um, so when I started to recover and we were going to like play groups and things like that, my girlfriends were sitting around talking about reading Fifty Shades of Grey for like the ninth time. And I'm like... So I'm reading A Course in Miracles again. <laughs> and I just felt like this oddball, right? And I thought, I outed myself. That's basically what happened. I outed myself. I sent out this email to not just my really close friends, but, like, my kids were young, and I had a network of people that they did, you know, Girl Scouts mm -hmm. with and sports with and went to preschool with or whatever. And I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to be vulnerable. And I sent out this email and said, look, these are the things I'm interested in. I have a sociology degree, so I've always been fascinated. I had the studies. Like I said, I kind of grew up with this information. So these are the books I'm reading. These are the things I'm interested in. This is what I'm doing right now. If anyone else is interested in learning it, I'm going to host these women's weekly retreats at my home, and this is what we'll do. And I legitimately thought maybe two people, like my mm -hmm. best friend and my sister, might show up. And about 30 women started coming to my home wow. every week. Wow. And we would sit around, and I taught, I taught them A Course in Miracles. I taught them all the things I was learning. We meditated. I then started having guest speakers come in. It was a mastermind before I knew that there was masterminds. Yeah. And we... We oh my gosh, we executed business plans and we overcame things together and it was just the most beautiful thing. But in my living room is where I developed my nonprofit in between girls. Okay. I kept saying, because of what I had gone through, I want my girls to know this now. I don't want them to wait until they have the nervous breakdown. I don't want them to wait until they've lost their identity. I don't want them to wait until they've lost someone in their lives and they're on their knees begging for mercy, right? I want them to know this information now. So out of that came my nonprofit. And why I got to women was every single week I would send a recap of what we were learning. And these women would write me, the moms would write me and say, I need to learn this. I've never learned this. You need to tell me how to do this. What you're talking to my daughter about is so important for me and my son and my husband. Like, it wasn't just for these girls. Um, so I opened the door to my coaching practice. And what I found very, very quickly is that women want to serve not just their families, but their communities and the world. And from that place, they are the best leaders that there are, but they also limit themselves like no one else. Yes. They don't accept the compliments. They don't accept the resources and the money that needs to happen to back their dreams. And so they just cut themselves off. And I would see them. We would create these visions. We would create these businesses, these passion projects. We'd overcome everything from anxiety to healing, you know, past pain. And then we get to the last... Um, session and they'd say but I don't know how to execute this I don't have the money to do it and I started to see a pattern and I started to understand that my gift the way that God put me through everything that I went through that I was going to teach them how to feel worthy enough to deserve the money the accolades whatever they needed the network to bring their work into the world so I really think that my mission is to bring their personal and professional visions to life, but I would say even more so to be in alignment with the fact that they're worthy because they're here. This is their God-given birthright. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
One of your courses is called Money Self Love. Money Self Love, one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah. Well, my thought process behind Money Self Love was money, the way I grew up, and you guys may relate to this, I think a lot of women in particular relate to this, is like, you know, think about things you were heard about growing up. Money was the root of all evil, or money doesn't grow on trees, or um, it was very, you know, we didn't talk about money. You certainly didn't tell people how much money you earned, or mm-hmm. um, how much your house cost, or things like that. This was all like hush-hush. And there was some kind of shame and guilt attached to money. Yeah. And when I started to understand that money was energy and energy comes from source, God, universe, mm-hmm. then it was spiritual to me. And I was like, God is trying to compensate me so that I can do my work in the world that he wants me to do. And yet I'm saying no. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and we yeah. do that. And we do. do, do yeah. That. Yes. I'm giving and giving and giving and zero res- you know, receiving, and so now I have adrenal failure and health issues and migraines. Because you're giving, giving, giving. Yes, and I see this with so many women. I, too, see this with men. Don't get me wrong. They're not immune to this, but they certainly don't have it as much as an inherited belief, meaning I think it's taught more to women um, that money is harder for them to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of my mission is to make it easy for women to understand that they should be receiving, they should be receiving so that they can do their work in the world. And people like us, the women that want to serve and help and do good work in the world should have the money. That's Absolutely. where the power should be. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting because statistically speaking, in the corporate world, when a male is offered a position, they're generally offered, mm-hmm. I'm going to say $10,000 less because it's a, almost a given they'll ask for more. Mm-hmm. And a female is offered the same with the the thought that she is not going to ask for more. And that's it's a statistic. It doesn't happen all the time. Right. But that is actual, like, I went to, to business school. Yes. yes. But it is. It's very true that it, even plain as that, like as, as a number, you know, yeah. like, yes, that's exactly it. Like, and it, and it shows even in the corporate world. Absolutely. It's a beautiful yeah. thing, though, to see, though, in today's world, these past few years, women are stepping up. They're becoming more involved within themselves and having more of a voice, whether it's in their, you know, marriage even or even business right when yeah. they're offered something I'm like oh i got the job well oh, cool. amy what you just mm-hmm. said i want people to hear that again they don't know they can ask for more what we have to be teaching our daughters is exactly what you just said yep oh i have something to say i wasn't finished talking let me finish right. i am worth this this is what i deserve this is what i'm asking for and we, I know, I feel like I'm looking at Penelope here because I know I can relate, and her and I have related with this, like, I was supposed to be happy with whatever I got. Yep. And that was the way that I was taught, like, be grateful for what you got and don't ask for more. That's very selfish. And yeah. who are you to ask for more? Right. Be humble. Be given be, so much. Yes. Right. More than other people have, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so there's that guilt that's attached to wanting more. Yes. So money self-love is, is it's a love story about my relationship with money. That I understood that I couldn't hate myself into having more. I couldn't um, force myself to stop receiving to live the life that God had planned for me. I had to have enough love for myself to heal that relationship with money, which is just energy, just a resource to back your dreams. And once I did... My mission was to teach others how to do the same. And I really feel like um, that's one of the things I'm most proud of in my work is that um, 
you know, money is an easy thing to talk about as a finite resource. But money self-love truly is a course about worthiness and your relationship. And you guys know this. I mean, I, I don't advertise it. I just call in the right people that need to be there to hear it. But it's really, in my experience, I always call people back to their creator. I think they have removed whoever they believe in when I feel comfortable calling God, but I think they've removed that from all of their decision-making, all of their movement in the world, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they hear this woman coaching them on making money, and she's saying, did you ask God today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you talk to him out loud? Did you have a conversation yeah. out loud? Yeah. And all of a sudden they tell me at the end of this, that was the best thing about this, that they renewed a relationship. And we don't have to have the same beliefs, and we don't right, have to call exactly. it the same thing. Right. Yes. But whatever the higher power that you believe in that created you, if you heal a relationship with that, there is nothing you cannot do. Because Absolutely. right now you're trying to do it on your own, and you only have so much power and only so much resources. Yes. When you start leaning into something that can make miracles happen while you sleep, now, this is why people say, how did you teach them how to make that much money? I didn't, but they've renewed a relationship with something that can. Yeah. Right. No, it's so true. Such I a mean, needed, yeah. needed it, it, message. You know, I've shared this with Michelle because I'm in her mentoring group, but she's really good at what she does, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> she didn't ask me to say that. But it, it was literally like I could just, I, you know, could see God just like literally with like a sweat rag. Like, oh, finally. Mm -hmm. Like, we, I've been trying this whole time and you just you know you're just like no okay I'm good you know and he's just waiting mm -hmm. just waiting for me to be like no I'm actually worthy of more and yes. that it's for me to even say that with a smile yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy and I've been working with you for what four weeks I'm, I'm like, third class. <laughs> and I literally said to my husband, I'm like, I can't even imagine what's coming next. You, you should see. I literally, the first night, took four pages and I was like, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, gosh. Okay. Like, yes. literally. Like, yeah. So I want everybody to get a real feel for the different ways that you, you work with people, okay. right? So we have money, self-love. Like, what other topics? So I have digital courses that um, money, self-love is one of them. Joy Seekers is obviously my love story to my journey and help, helping others other women and some conscious men find the truth of who they are, which is joy. Mm -hmm. Joy is the highest vibration that there is. So when you're in a state of joy, which by the way, you will not be in all the time, but when you understand, because people aren't even scratching the surface yeah. of what joy is in their lives. And you guys have heard me preach this. Like the joy in the journey is not just a quote. It's the way we're supposed to be living, who we're becoming on the way to those desires, those things we want, the way that God sees us. And what we're doing is saying, I'll get joyful when I get there. Mm -hmm. And we're missing out on life. Mm. Um, so Joy Seekers is a really great program that teaches you how to do that, and it addresses every, every facet of your life. Um, I have a course called Anxious to Ambitious. Um, which isn't really about anxiety. It's about whatever obstacle. Anxiousness was my obstacle. Um, and so that's why I named it this. But it, whatever obstacle you're currently putting, you know, perceiving as your block between who you are and who you want to be, um, that course is how to get there. And then I do masterminds. I do little boot camps. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, but everything at the end of the day, I think my, again, my 
if I had to like sum up what I do and what I teach in every course in one-on-one, my thing is alignment. Mm -hmm. When you are in alignment with what you want and how you feel, and to me that means the desires God placed in your heart and how he sees you. When those two things match up, you are in joy. When you are in joy, you kind of don't even care if that thing you want it is there because you're feeling so good it's that so that true. thing has yeah. to come anyway, right? It's yes. a vibrational match. Yeah. So it comes. Well, most people are doing so much effort and hard work it's to get true. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. We also have something big coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so another way that I work with people is that I get to do wonderful things like um, events and speaking opportunities. And so I have this event on uh, March 13th called Spark with the Masters of Marketing and Mindfulness. So it is like literally a unique one-of-a-kind event that I'm really excited to be a part of because a lot of these events that I go to focus on the business strategy or I go to an event that's just all mindfulness. Right. And I really believe that the... There has to be a marriage of the both. If you want to be successful, whether that's personally or professionally, you have to have the mindfulness piece and the strategy piece. So what I love about this event is you're going to have, oh, yoga and meditation and breath work. And then you have the business side with um, uh, branding experts and storytelling experts and social media experts. And I'm teaching, obviously, about money because that's my jam. But I'm doing a a workshop called Self-Worth Equals Net Worth. And I'm also one of the closing uh, keynote speakers. So I'm super excited about that. It's at the Wildwoods Convention Center. And um, we'll put the, is there a link? There is. I can give you that. Absolutely. Uh, I can just put it right in the show notes. I'm still stuck on self-worth equals net worth because how true is that? Yeah. Yeah. I learned this from my money and business coach a long time ago that I can look at someone's bank account and tell them (laughs) how much they love themselves and meaning how much they allow themselves to receive. And you cannot receive if you do not believe that you're worthy of it. So it's so correlated. It's directly related. And, um, yeah, so I help people see why they're worthy of receiving, and therefore they just become a fun byproduct of having more money, having mm-hmm. more. But not to me, abundance is not just money. It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. So yeah. abundance to me, money, again, is an easy resource to, to for people to see, and it's finite to them, but it's really not finite. But they can see that. They can see numbers. But abundance to me is the lifestyle of feeling and joy, of feeling... I'm not having to say no to the things they want to do because they don't have the resources and whether that resource is a network, uh, education, or actual paper money um, that that's representing a lifestyle to me. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. There's so many ways people can work with you. I can literally just sit here and you talk all day. I can too. I'm like in awe. Like, oh. We can have Michelle on many times to talk about many things, I am sure. But if this kind of work interests you, um, you need to get in contact with Michelle. Yes. And we will have all of that in the um, show notes for sure. Yep. Um, If you want to just give your Instagram and social media stuff and maybe one way to get in touch with you so they can hear it, um, maybe they can hear it. Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Visionary Mentor, and I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, although I'm baby-stepping my way into that world. So, you know, throw me a message out and show me what to do on LinkedIn, so I don't know what I'm doing there yet. But um, it's Visionary Mentoring Group, 
And uh, my website is visionarymentoringgroupalloneword.com. Perfect. That will all be in the show notes. Just, yes. Yes. Thank you, Michelle. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Today, um, with our do good segment, um, of course, I got it from Tang's Good News because I just love. He's blowing up, by love the way. It. He's on like Ellen now. Oh, I'm yeah. following him. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's he's you awesome. that Instagram Tank's Good News. Tank. Yeah. It's this guy Tank. Now yeah. He posts. He was a fancy salesman and. Like New York, right? Or New Jersey. He was New Jersey, I think. Maybe. I think he he started doing these. Oh, he did. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, So this one is mystery donor sends flowers to the cancer patient who needs it most, who needs the most cheering up every Monday for 12 years. When you're stuck in the hospital, flowers are always a thoughtful gift. And for the past 12 years at Mission Hospital in Asheville, North Carolina, an anonymous donor has been sending flowers to the oncology unit to be given to the patient, quote, the patient on the floor who could use some cheering up the most. Oh Staff call them the Monday flowers. Oh. I know. Why? Ho- yeah, I know. <laughs> Hospital employee Olivia Cozzarelli shared the touching gesture on Facebook, writing that while no one knows who sends the flowers every week, her manager thinks they might be from a man who lost his wife to cancer on that unit. Oh, oh. my goodness. I know. I've made up so many stories in my head about this person. Like, maybe he bought his wife flowers every week, and then when she died, she didn't know where to send them, so he just sent them to the place where she passed away. Mm. Or maybe someone bought, brought her flowers when she was in the hospital, and it made her happy so that he wanted to bring that same joy to another person through a hard time. Wow. I know. I hope that this per- I mean, it's like you want to you want to know oh, who they yeah. are, but then you kind of like, yeah. it's a mystery. It's just like- something like that that could be healing for someone else imagine like you're in an oncology unit and you're you know not feeling wow. like someone just brings you flowers and yeah. or taking your pain and your loss and turning it into yeah. wanting to bless someone else oh my god god bless yeah. you that person yeah. out there who's doing it mm-hmm. you are making a huge impact in so many lives yep good story huh. all right so <laughs> now we will move into our love yourself segment where we each go around and michelle we would love for you to play along with us where we either say something that we are grateful for, or we say one way that we are currently showing ourselves some self-love. Yeah. You want really Sure, sure. Okay. I will go first. I am really into um, figuring out my skin. <laughs> um, I feel sometimes we just, it gets pushed off to the side. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm really seeking out a very good skincare routine. I talked to someone, I need to get a facial. Yes, I work in a spa. But I want to go where somebody doesn't know me and just completely relax. So I'm focused on kind of like skincare, showing myself some self-love that way. Awesome. I think it's time at my age. It's probably past due, but oh well. Yeah, it's definitely something that I didn't do for a lot of years. I didn't even wash my face before I went to bed. I used to just shower fall in bed so. with makeup on all yeah. the time. Wash my face. Oh, me too. Yeah. Years. yeah. And I just feel like, you know, like I started with the um, oral routine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I started with oral probiotics and flossing regularly and, you know, getting a really great toothpaste that's fluoride-free and more holistic. And I'm like, God, I enjoy this process so much. Every night it calms me down. I need to now be that consistent with my skincare routine. So. Sure. Largest organ. Mm-hmm. Ah, very nice. I know. It's cool. I um, I love that you're doing that. I mean, that's something that I love doing as well. And my oldest daughter, Alicia, that's what she's going to school for. Oh, wow. So that's it's wonderful. nice to hear. And oh, um, so let's see <laughs> me. I feel like I have so much going on right now, which is a really, really good thing. But one thing that I am very proud with that I am dedicated and back to doing and sticking to is working out. Yes, she is. Lifting weights is my jam. There's just something about it. Um, but really going into 
I don't, I've never done the sauna. And lifting, you know, especially as heavy as I'm lifting right now after having Hudson 10 months ago, going into that sauna afterwards, like I was even sharing with Penelope earlier today, like there's just something about it. I feel like I'm zoning into myself. I'm praying in there, you know, doing some meditation, listening to Audible, whatever I'm doing. And I feel like that's my time. And I... I am loving every second of it. She said she wants loving it. House now, so. Yeah, so I want a sauna in my house. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I leave and I'm so happy. Your, my skin I'll feels great. Manifest that. Oh my goodness. Manifest a sauna. Yeah. Um, but you're going in the one at Red Panda. At Amy's yeah, I'm going yeah. to Amy's gym. Yeah, and so, it's just. Yeah. We're actually, like, the United States um, is one of the only countries that in sports training doesn't use saunas. So, like, in the world of weightlifting, it's part of their training. So there's so much recovery, especially the infrared and the light therapy. So that's why I got this particular one because seasonal tends to get me seasonal depression. So with the light therapy as well, plus you get a long time. And it's nice and cozy in there. Yes. It smells good. And it's like, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for it. But there's a ton of health benefits for the skin too. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it, 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 it warms you from the inside out versus the steam, which does the outside in. So there's all sorts of like um, benefits as far as um, anti-cancer. Um, Detox. Yeah. Detox, yes. inflammatory. Detox, yes. Yeah. Yes, and you just kind of feel soreness better. to your mo- yeah. oh, I feel amazing. Yeah, it's, it's addicting. Yeah, very. Awesome. So I'm loving love myself from the inside out, literally. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just Aww. all together, loving yeah. it. Uh, go ahead, Zimay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I have. To, well, first of all, I'm grateful for being here and for all of you. So Aww. thank you so much thank for having you. me. Thank you. You as well. Pleasure. Yeah. Um, and I think the self love tool that I'm using right now, if you want to call it, is it's not really a physical tool, but I'm just in the last year, and I'm 45 now, and I've been doing this work for at least half of my life. I've just started to fully trust myself. I don't Mm. know if this makes sense. It It does. Yes. And um, like trust myself above everything. So you know how you used to use your guidance, but then someone would give you like some kind of advice and you second guess yourself. I've now gotten to the point where I'm trusting myself so much that you could tell me something and I would just smile at you and then do what I knew I was supposed Mm -hmm. to do to begin with. And that is an act of self-love in my opinion, because it really is telling the soul that I'm going to talk about the inside out. I love you. I trust you. I'm listening. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, so above all else, I think that's probably the thing I'm most proud about for mm-hmm. my soul, my mind, and my body right now. You well, know, And so. you can use that as a, a mantra or, you know, affirmation or something and say that to yourself oh, every day too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, that's what we kind of touched on earlier in the beginning was that, that mm-hmm. like coming into your own when you were talking about that earlier, just it's part of not listening to the noise Mm -hmm. because we have enough noise anyway Mm -hmm. and then like really owning it and being like no this is actually like it's not cocky it's confident and there's there's a difference and I think Mm -hmm. that's really important Mm -hmm. yeah when you were saying that I was having a visual of myself when I was younger especially in my 20s and 30s I would say just like a feather floating in the wind around like whatever energy felt good whatever advice felt good maybe that was the thing maybe that and I was also a closet junkie Mm -hmm. of self personal development books and tapes and different things like that um and then I would take a little of this little of this little of this and instead now I do feel like I'm more walking into um self-assuredness yes and trusting myself more I, I relate very much to what you said about that 
For sure. Cool. Beautiful. Um, so I think, I know I talk about reading a lot, but I crushed like five books in the last two weeks and I'm so happy. Wow. <laughs> it just yeah. literally, it's my thing. I watched the Bill Gates documentary on Netflix, Inside Bill's Brain. So I was like, wow, he reads really, okay, he does awesome things, guys. But I'm watching, I'm like, look at how fast he reads. I bet I can read that fast. And I can read a lot faster than of I Of course thought. you would. You would challenge <laughs> yourself for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally like, oh, wait, I can read really fast. I Sometimes I'll, because... I'll start thinking about when I now allow myself to sit and read. Oh, I crushed it. Yeah, I have some audiobooks. I just, and I go to Barnes and Noble. It's like my Disney World. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I just, I just walk around smell the book and And this is yeah. why I attracted you yeah. in the world to be in my life yes. to help me in so many ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. You are, you are just, you're really good at, you're good at intaking so much and knowing that you're, bringing all that into your brain all that knowledge and all that and just pouring it out I used to be embarrassed out. about that growing up that's the thing I think I'm getting at is that I would sit in class and just be like I'm embarrassed to raise my hand so I'm just not going to and to be I, seen as smart to, yes. be, to know the answer to yes. be yes I always kind of push that aside as something instead of like this natural ability of yeah, absorbing information yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow. and, and Definitely. not appreciating it and then like okay Bill Gates I see you we're going to be the same. Wow. So. <laughs> so, you know, Amy and I have a, a quite a history of friendship. Yes. And uh, my husband and I partied together a lot when we were younger, right? And so my husband knows you in a fun way more, right? right. Like you and I really deeply connect. Right. Um, and so I said something to him. I said, well, you know, because Amy's like really, really smart. And he looked at me and I said, no, like I'm smart. You know, I said, but I'm telling you, she's like a next level smart. And I know you're just making you uncomfortable. You don't like this. <laughs> But it's the truth. We yes. do have a gift of extreme intelligence. And he just I said, no, Jason, you know, he's like, you know what, I can see that, you know. So because somebody just interacts with you regularly, they would, right. you know, yeah. but you, you definitely have that thinking on a higher level thing there. Mm-hmm. So and I like to walk by. Love like, on your, yeah. your smart brain because we love it. We love your brain. <laughs> I walk by and see it. I'm like, I've read all those books. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> There's literally no one there to, like, high-five me, but I'm like, this is so fun. We're high-fiving you now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, Please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we would appreciate. Yeah. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.